families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Rizzio, founder and spiritual director of Soul Language and Soul to Business. And this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on your journey, that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today we're talking with Anne L. Peterson, and we're talking about how to accept your sacred feminine power. Let me tell you a little bit about Anne. As a 16-year-old teen mom, Anne made her first foray into making a difference by starring with her son in an after-school special and serving on the Washington State Searing Committee for School-Age Parenting. From there, she developed herself in, into someone who has led and produced transformation and equality-based programs for thousands of people. Anne is dedicated to supporting other thought leaders to bring their unique content to a larger audience. Her specialities include designing and conducting transformational inquiries, developing teams, training leaders to effectively deliver their ideas. She currently lives in Texas with her husband Dave, and together they have raised have been have been they have been raised by four extraordinary children. I was like, Am I saying that right? Yes, you I are. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi, Anne. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be you talking. Are, you are so welcome. And the first question that I always ask everyone is what does your soul share with you throughout your journey and your experience? Um, that's an interesting, that's a great question. Cause I, I was just reflecting the other day about how with somebody like, how do we hear our soul's voice? And when I look back through my history, you know, on my own at 16 with a baby, my twenties was just about surviving really. And I, and I was really committed to surviving better than everybody else. So I had like this healthy dose of ambition. And somebody asked me the other day, could you hear your soul then? Or was it just that ambition, that personality? I had a lot of will. I had a lot of like, I'm going to do this. You can't tell me I can't. A lot of personality, ego kind of conversation. But I would say that that was sort of underwritten by my soul. 
And it was later as I started to do transformational kinds of programs and then I was facilitating and teaching. Then I started to be more um, like constructive, but I would say now looking back at, I'm about to turn 55, I was constructing better and better personality structures, mm-hmm. but my soul was still there in the underground. And then when I was about 40, 42, I started doing some um, spiritual study work with the Ridwan school diamond approaches it's commonly known and in that we start to deconstruct the personality from the soul so interestingly it's like i've learned now like there's two kinds of voices you know my personality voice which is usually like sort of dictatorial and bossy and da 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 and then there's my soul voice which is loving and kind and supportive you know and i hear that now but as I hear it, I can see how it was always there. Mm. I, I read something recently. I wish I could remember where I read it, but that your soul, that soul essence, that soul self, I call it, knows about your ego. It's awake. awake there's a con- awake to the ego. The ego does not know about the soul. So it's kind of like in a one-way dialogue until we develop that ability to hear what you and I are calling, you know, referring to as the soul. So, so in knowing that, right, like, how do we then accept in, accept our sacred parts of us in a bigger way? Well, I think it begins with accepting the not sacred parts. I think it begins with having grace and forgiveness and awareness and appreciation for for that ego self, for that willful, bratty, you know, uh, I'm trying not to swear. Are we Can we swear? Yes, <laughs> you could swear. I just have to you hit that, that button. <laughs> yeah, because I had a lot of like, fuck you. Yes, I will. Yes, I can. You know, like, and that really served me. I needed that. I, I needed that to survive. And did I make mistakes and make some bad decisions? For sure. You know, out of, from that kind of inner voice. But it's through the more I've accepted that in our goddess living work, we call it our ungoddess. Getting to know the ungoddess reveals the goddess. So, but it's not just getting to know her, it's actually loving her, loving that part of ourselves that's afraid we're going to fail, that's going to screw up, the doubts that, you know, and then you start to hear it and then you can provide, you know, like, oh, honey, it's okay. Like, I got this. You know, the soul's voice, the, the, the that deeper voice um rises up if you make space but i don't think if we don't accept the the nasty parts then there we can't create space and if we can't create space the soul's voice can't be heard yeah you can't eradicate any part of yourself or make war with any part of yourself because then you're moving away from the consciousness of love right and Brilliant. so Right. So true understanding of your sacredness is understanding that every part of you is sacred, even if they're acting like a little child. Right. And then owning that, you know, there's impacts and repercussions. People ask me a lot, you know, do you regret having been a teen mom? I'm like, well, no, you know, and at the same time, if I if I knew today what I knew, would I make those same choices? No, I probably wouldn't. Actually, I know I wouldn't, right? I would make different choices. Right, but that's said about anything, right? But we say that about anything. Exactly, exactly. So 
you've got to like, you know, yeah, love that aspect of ourselves and give, give grace. And, and then inside of that, then you start hearing what I relate to as my, my soul voice. So what has been your process in loving those parts of you or accepting those parts of you? Honestly, uh, inquiry. Uh, for me, inquiry is a really, really key element and learning, like ongoingly learning. I will be a student for life, um, always learning, uh, investigating, exploring, but exploring with an open mind and, um, and being more interested in the questions than the answers, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm always questioning, well, gosh, what is that? And, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, like a lot of the goddess work we do is learning to actually like, oh, what is that emotion? Well, what is that emotion? Where did that come from? I wonder how long, you know, have I felt that before? You know, just the the act of questioning for its own sake to me has been one of the biggest and most important accesses to not just growing, but growing my ability to hear my intuition, to hear my, my soul's voice, to hear that as, as being open, questioning, engaging. And then with whatever comes up, like, oh, wow, you really screwed that up. Or, oh, that was a bad decision. Then giving it grace, forgiveness and grace, like to yourself first and foremost, because you can't give it to anybody else if you can't give it to yourself. Right. And remembering the more, you know, the less, you know, right. No kidding. Yes, exactly. I'm, And I think so often when people are kind of understanding that sacredness in them, you know, it's kind of, negating from your verb your your uh vocabulary this favorite phrase but i worked on that great we've all worked on yes right like you know it tends to be that well it should be one and done i should complete this i this should be eradicated no 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 you're going to see those parts of you that are separate to bring you closer to choice and choosing your sacredness and i think people um, try to do a lot of this with their mind and not with full spiritual emotion, mind, body, and spirit. Uh, and they can fall into those traps of, I've worked on it. Why, why am I here again? Instead of being like, Oh, wow, this is a, this is, I get to see my holiness, my sacredness in a whole new light by this experience. Well, and there's another, there's always more layers. It's so important what you're saying, Jennifer, as somebody who taught, you know, very mind-based transformative technologies and processes for, for really the majority of my, till about 10, 12 years ago. And then I started incorporating the body, the soul, the heart, you know, more, I, I actually left uh, the, the job I had. I was a senior program leader in, in a big growth and development organization. Great job and all that. But I w- got curious, like what's going on from the mind down, from the neck down, right? But one of the things that was very uh, common in that culture, in the human potential development culture is, oh, I completed that. <laughs> I, I'm, complete with, I'm complete with my parents. I'm complete with da 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 whatever it is. And I had that experience actually just a week and a half ago in my book club, we were reading a book and I was getting really triggered by stuff that I have spent countless dollars and hours and months and years completing. And um, it was great. My book club happens to have two therapists in it, which is, I got to recommend anybody who's in any kind of a progressive feminist book club, definitely have at least one therapist in there. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> it was great because I, 
you know, one, I gave myself permission to stop reading the book. Like you don't have to trigger yourself. Right. And then when we were having the meeting, it turns out we're all about the same age. We were all getting kind of triggered. And so we were able to have a really great conversation about that. But this thing about, you know, wait, but I've done that before. I've, I've already like processed this. I shouldn't even be coming up. Well, if you put yourself in a situation where those same things are happening, guess what? You're going to have the same reactions that you had before. It's not about it coming up. Right. It's, it's about you're, you're having the same natural human response, maybe with some more sophistication because you're older, you're not a kid or whatever. But so it's, you don't have to put yourself in that situation. You can, you can then step out and then, you know, whatever is there, inquire about that. Gosh, that was like, for me, it became an inquiry about, wow, I didn't think I could get triggered by that. Well, what is getting triggered? And so I started reading and learning and talking about what is, what is triggered? What is that? You know, it's a big catchphrase these days, you know, trigger warning, trigger. What does that actually mean? So that's that inquiry again, right? Just I'm, I am definitely a lifelong learner and, and that, that inquiry has served me well again and again and again. I love that. Speaking of, what big questions are you asking yourself now? Well, interesting. What, probably the biggest question that I've been living in for a couple of years now, honestly, is how to live in the world today with an open heart. Because as I started to get connected with my emotions and get more, you know, facility with that and freedom to actually have emotions and you know, feel my heart. Well, the problem with having living with an open heart is you're open to heartbreak, you know? And, um, we had a great conversation, um, recently, my old goddess group and I about what is that? What is the heart really? And how do we feel it? And one of the things that came out of it that I love, somebody said, well, if you feel the pain, then you know, your heart is there. Your heart is engaged. Your heart is open. That pain isn't a sign of, of, your, that, that pain or concern. I have a hard time. I'm on a news diet currently because I look out in the world and I, you know, the news is full of all the negative stuff. It doesn't share the good stuff. And so it's like, wow, how do I live in the world today with, a, with an open heart? People are suffering. There's a lot of pain, not just in the news, but like in my own family and people are grappling with stuff coming out of the pandemic. There's a lot of, um, you know, we're in a new world and we're all kind of finding our way and, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of whatnot. So I've been asking myself and my group a lot. We're like, okay, well, what does it actually look like to live with an open heart? Cause that's who I want to be. Yeah. You understand from my perspective, when, when you have to, how you respond to the world, right. Mm-hmm. And understanding what's yours to do and what's the God universe tree, Bob, you know, whatever you want to call yeah. that is thing to do. And, and when I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening? I, I feel suffering because they're suffering. I hand it over to God. There's nothing Mm. for me to do, right? You can't, and this is a big one, everyone. You can't pray for people unless you have their permission because you don't know what to pray for them. You can offer them love, right? So I tend to offer people love, right? And then go, okay, God, you're in charge. That's so brilliant. Cause I'm also, I'm reading for the first time ever. I can't believe I made it. It's almost 55 and didn't just now reading codependent no more, which is now very quickly on my like required goddess reading list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if you come into this world with a vagina, you're, you're indoctrinated to be codependent. Then so many of us grow into that, that kind of patterning without just even realizing it. And, 
that's such a big part is like knowing when to turn it over. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Thank you for saying that. Actually, You're welcome. How do people get in touch with you? How do they get more of your goodness? Well, the best, the, one of the easiest ways and, and, uh, is goddessliving.life. That's our goddess, um, circle. That's the webpage and we have all kinds of ways people can participate. They can jump on free, you know, every Friday we have an open talk and, um, that, and, um, that's probably the best, uh, the best and easiest way. I have another thing that I've started illuminate dot life, but that was a little tricky. I L U M N and the numeral eight dot life. I love that extension dot life, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. that's what, I'm creating, uh, groups and web pages. That's what it's for. It's for life. And, um, uh, so illuminate life is kind of for the boys and girls. Goddess living's for the girls. <laughs> yeah. The, but they're very connected, you know, the, to me, goddess, the, the goddess work, the goddess inquiry we've been doing um, for five years now is really the sor- sourceful. It's very sourceful. It's how we're taking care of ourselves and our own uh, growth and development. And by our, I mean my team and fellow travelers, you know, Beautiful. fellow learners and travelers. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So we've come to my last question, which is if you were a magnet and whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I'm going to go with what just my soul just served up, which is ask questions. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for playing with us today. Thank you. I look forward to listening. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul. And of course, I am Jennifer Rizzio. And if you want to learn more about the answers of your soul and about your purpose, you can log on and get your free guide at themissofpurpose.com. But please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment, download or contact me directly. And again, most importantly, reach out to these amazing people because you will not be sorry. All right, everyone. Bye for now. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.